If you work for a living, why do you kill yourself working? From the Willamette Valley, in America's great Pacific Northwest, you are listening to the Ernest Mann Show. I'm your host, Ernest Mann. Coming to you no matter where, what time, or what place you may be listening in this great, big, beautiful, but sometimes incredibly crazy world we all live in. Hello, everybody, and how's it going? Happy Monday to you. This is episode number 260. We're going to be talking about the so-called migrant crisis in America. The truth about the invasion from Mexico. At the risk of being called a racist, I choose to call the situation with the interlopers from the South for what it is, an invasion. I have come to notice something strange when it comes to any reporting or coverage concerning migrants or a migrant crisis from corporate news media and or the government. It is all very scripted. So-called reporters ask the same innocuous and often inane questions and a government official responds as ambiguously as possible. Wash, rinse, repeat. I have come to the conclusion this is not by accident, especially when it's been going on for at least 40 years. The truth is, as shocking as this may be to some of you, it is that the reason America is being taken over by Mexicans is the same reason as always. Because to the traitors who actually own this country, forget the politicians and party affiliation, it's really just another dog and pony show deception. It's very profitable, extremely profitable as a matter of fact, and that's the bottom line. What you have to remember is that this country is owned by oligarchs, and has been so at least since the Eisenhower administration. The last semblance of any democratically controlled government was basically driven underground in 1980, when Ronald Reagan was elected. Since then, it has been nothing but a death spiral for any real democratic rights, as the oligarchs have gained greater and greater and greater control of businesses, the economy, and the personal lives of what used to be known as citizens, and who have become little more than wage slaves, perpetually in debt, and perpetually poor, exactly the way the oligarchs want them to be. Just to be clear, when I'm talking about oligarchs, I'm not talking about a cabal, at least not in the strictest sense. 
We're not talking about a bigoted or racist group of obscenely rich old white men who gather and sit around and make all the big decisions that they want government to follow. Here in the 21st century, they have actually become far less concerned with your race or ethnicity, as they certainly were up until the 1950s in America. They have boiled it down to one thing, and pretty much one thing only, money. So what you would find, for example, if you were somehow able to attend such a meeting, which it's pretty much guaranteed you and I won't, that you would see a true rainbow coalition of men of all colors and ethnicities. You name it. And I'm sure some women too. But the one thing they all have in common is that they yield incredible power due to obscene and inconceivable levels of wealth. So what the hell does this have to do with the Mexican invasion? Well, now that you know who's really pulling the strings, hopefully I can answer that question much easier. To state this as simply and concisely as possible, if you are white, black, and even Native American, Mexicans are your replacement. What the oligarchs figured out is that ultimately, it absolutely does not matter the racial or ethnic makeup of your country as far as they are concerned. The only thing that matters is how low you can drive their wages and standard of living, even to the point of rat-infested ghettos, while extracting the maximum amount of productivity and profit from each of them. If, by the way, that sounds even remotely psychopathic to you, you would be correct, because that's exactly what it is. Legalized, systematized, human suffering, and degradation via the corporation. Up until the 80s, America and all of its buddies throughout the world were very successful at raping everybody else in the world of their resources. But long story short, we've pretty much raped as much as we can outside of America. So now, the rape begins in earnest here in the good old USA. So to date, the oligarchs and their well-paid lapdogs, meaning all of the high-ranking members of the US government, continue the program of replacing any and all home Americans with replacement Americans, because the replacement Americans fit a certain business demographic perfectly Allow me to explain. Although Mexico certainly has some beautiful areas, it has some particularly unfortunate realities. First, despite its size, its topography and geology is really fucked for human habitation. In very short, there are several factors that keep the majority of Mexico from being practically habitable 
including a huge area that is essentially a rain shadow. Hence the reason for the incredibly dense urban centers. Practically speaking, for the most part, they simply have nowhere else to be or go. Second, Mexico's government is incredibly corrupt, which destroys the functionality and livability of a society. I don't believe any further explanation is needed here. And third, a dysfunctional 19th and 20th century culture. Social systems that work just fine, perhaps even for centuries, still cannot and perhaps arguably should not go on forever. 12th or 13th century Nordic life is very interesting from a historical point of view. But I wouldn't want to live, say, in today's New York City with hordes of 12th century Vikings running around raping, pillaging, and plundering all over the place. I don't see that as working out really well. What I'm about to say now may cause a woke and or politically correct person's head to blow off their shoulders. So if you are such a person, you have been warned. But if you are a normal person who does not suffer such a psychological imbalance, please listen carefully. There are three aspects of Mexican culture which sow the seeds of the people's destruction. These three aspects would certainly be bad enough individually, but as they typically come packaged as firmly intertwined in just about everyone, and it's particularly pronounced in the male population, the consequence is usually not only a very restrictive and fucked up existence, but the certainty that wherever these people may end up living, such as being interlopers, they will bring these dysfunctionalities with them wherever they end up settling. Just as certainly that someone infected with leprosy or the plague will transmit it to unaffected people they may encounter. This is not hyperbole, this is a sociological fact. First, Catholicism. The vast majority of Mexicans are Catholic, but not all Catholics are the same. There is a big difference between educated Catholics and poor, very tribal due to tradition, Catholics. And very poor and uneducated Catholics are much more likely to have large families, due not only to the religious position on abortion, but male machismo. Second, male machismo. One of the aspects of life that educated people clearly understand is that properly raising children is expensive, so they tend to have only one or two children where they can have better than adequate resources, including available time, not just money, to give to their children. Poor, uneducated, and or backward people often do not take this 
into consideration. Just simply believing that, somehow, God will provide. Mexican machismo culture only makes a bad situation worse. Because regardless of the number of children a couple may already have, the male wants a son, preferably more than one. This, of course, is a resource disaster. Wherever they may be living, or end up living, expecting a better life. Indeed, America is like heaven to them. Very unconcerned, for the reasons I explained earlier, of the hell they eventually bring to others, due to primatism osmosis. 3. A peasant-slave-like mentality For the reasons I stated earlier, their religion, tribal traditions, and general lack of education. A clever government can easily use such people and profit unethically from them. Meanwhile, for a short time, the invaders may feel as though they have it made. And maybe for a short time, compared to Mexico, maybe they do. But one cannot go through life ignoring reality. Well, you can if you're woke or some other form of cognitively impaired person, until it comes back and bites you in the ass. And when that inevitably happens, I would not shed a single tear, because the vast majority of this was only brought upon themselves. So at this point, I of course have no idea what you may think of me. Am I a bigot? A racist? I don't know. And frankly, I don't give a damn. All I know is this. If I see a guy on the street and he's hungry, I'll either give him a sandwich or give him a couple of bucks to get a sandwich. But am I going to take him into my home? Absolutely not. There are a whole number of practical reasons for this. People carry diseases. I accidentally caught scabies once in my life simply from trying on some clothes at a Goodwill. That was a fucking nightmare. Or much more serious ones such as tuberculosis and others. And or such people often have mental illness and may physically attack you. Point is, you simply don't know. Hence the reason I believe most people would agree with me that they don't take complete strangers off the street into their homes. So bearing that analogy in mind, if you think about this in broader terms, would any intelligent and rational person, of course, I'm not talking about the woke or politically correct crowd relentlessly screaming the message, allow thousands of people wandering into their country every day. That doesn't seem the least bit strange, maybe even stupid. If you don't believe you're being manipulated and duped by the government over this whole migrant situation, consider this. 
Suppose a large floundering ship was detected off our east or west coast, and it was full of rough Russian refugees. Would you treat them like they were puppy dogs and unicorns? Somehow, I think not. I think somebody would call up the Navy and fire a cruise missile into that damn boat, or get a sub to, to uh, torpedo it ASAP, because, oh my God, they're Russians. In conclusion, I'll tell you this. You should be worried about the implications about the current invasion taking place in our country. Can't get a stupid service industry job? Take a look when you're out and about and see how many Mexicans work there. Can't get a job building homes? Mexicans don't seem to have any problem. Oh, and, well, they don't mind getting paid half of what Americans used to make. Take a walk or drive through a home building construction area or development. You'll find that just about all of them you'll see on the roofs or walking around are Mexican. No low-cost or affordable housing for you and your children? Gee, I wonder where all that affordable housing could have gone. It's one thing when your country is being invaded and you're fighting hard to defend it. It's quite another when you've become so soft, imbecilic, and feminized that you no longer have the balls or the intelligence to call something what it actually is. A fucking invasion. Stop being woke and using soft, inaccurate words and descriptions. This is not a migrant crisis, but an invasion. Tattoo that word backwards on your ass so you can see it in the mirror. Until next time, this is Ernest, letting you know that there are no bad words, just bad actions. Take care.